Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. As we have an unprecedented day in the world, but particularly in the world of sports, as the Milwaukee Bucks started the proceedings by boycotting their game today, uh, the following other five teams then subsequently boycotted the Orlando Magic, who were slated to play the Milwaukee Bucks. They were out on the floor warming up, LZ. They had no idea what was going to transpire here. And then once that happened, they, you know, it's weird because for those that don't know, and I want to update people in a second about what we know about this players meeting that's happening right now in Orlando and what could be next from a just sports perspective. But they were warming up. They had no idea. But by rule, and Woj was reporting this on the jump today, they technically that was going to be a forfeit, and it was going to be an Orlando Magic victory, and the Bucks were going to be fined, I believe, up to $5 million. But the Orlando Magic chose, rightfully so, not to accept the forfeit and chose to postpone the game and move forward with that. And look, for we got to obviously, you know, give the Bucks and Giannis and that group, um, George Hill and Sterling Brown, everyone involved there, uh, a lot of credit. But I want to shout out the Magic just for a second, right? Because, you know, I, there were people out there literally wondering, well, what is going to happen here? And they took the high road, which is what I expected. But it should get at least a little recognition is kind of my point about, about do, taking that particular high road. Especially, and, you know, my relationship with the Orlando Magic runs pretty deep because I covered the original owners, um, the DeVos family, um, original owners, Rich DeVos, before he, before he passed away because they were from an area of the country that I was covering pretty intimately. And let's just say politically, um, back in the day at least, the Orlando Magic we're not where they are right now. Mm -hmm. That particular team with the ownership group that I knew um, would not be issuing this statement in regards to this situation. So there's been evolution, uh, even within the NBA ownership group as it pertains to this. And the Orlando Magic posting their statement saying, today we stand united with the NBA office, the National Basketball Players Association, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the rest of the league, condemning bigotry, racial injustice, and the unwarranted use of police against people of color that is not a statement that the rich DeVos Orlando Man would have made based upon my own reporting of the family and their political views so yep, we're talking yep. about a transformation uh within that organization to get to this point to your point George in which we should be recognizing this um and that's what it's going to take it's going to take this level of empathy to see beyond politics because this isn't a political discussion this isn't about politics yeah this you're 100 percent right you're 100 percent right this is about you know what kind of country that we're really trying to be all of us yeah yeah um so the players are meeting right now in orlando and you know as information trickles out you and i will get it to the listeners and we will get it to people because people are going to be wondering like you know look I get it you know fan is short for fanatic right so you want to know when the Lakers are playing <laughs> like and we don't have the answers for that right now is is what I'm telling you uh, but we do know 
a few things. That the insiders around the league, and we all know, LZ, that the NBA, whether it's Woj, uh, who is the best in the business, and you know guys like Chris Haynes, who's unbelievable at what he does, right? Sham Sharania, there's a lot of great reporters on the NBA beat. And this is what Chris Haynes had uh, earlier today. He said, there is a sizable amount of players advocating to finish the season uh, and finish it out since the sacrifices were made to enter the bubble, believing the NBA platform is a useful resource in this social climate. He added, speaking to one-star NBA player, quote, we're already here. Let's finish what we started. And I, I do think if you're asking me at the moment, right, and again, things change. Everything is fluid. Like, I get all this stuff. But it does feel like that's the case uh, across the board. Woj has also added to the discussion uh, by saying that the the within the Bucks, there's a sentiment that the team wants to continue playing here. Sources tell ESPN the team statement about it imperative for Wisconsin State Legislature to reconvene after months of inaction was an important element of action that players wanted to influence. So there there seems to be a sense that that is the case. Uh, that the games will eventually resume in Orlando, but it's a matter of when. I do also have a statement from Michelle Roberts here, who is the executive director of the NBA Players Association, and here's what she said. Throughout the season, restart, our players have been unwavering in their demands for systemic justice. This week, we witnessed another horrific, shocking, and all-too-familiar act of brutality in the shooting of 29-year-old Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The players have, once again, made it clear they will not be silent on this issue. We stand with the decision of the players of the Milwaukee Bucks to protest this injustice and support the collective decision to postpone all of today's games. Um, but in regards, again, back to what's next, LZ is that it does feel like the players are taking this stand and they are trying to quickly force action, which it seems like perhaps may be happening already in Wisconsin, and people, and then they can get back to business, which they seem intent on finishing, but they understand that they've, they have now grabbed not only the sports world, but the world here um, by the collar to let them know what needs to get done in order for that to get back, right? For us to, it's like what I said earlier, which is sports supposed to be uh, the, you know, the the feeling of escape uh, and a reward, right, for a functioning society, and the players will dictate when that happens. Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad that the players are siding on continuing to do their business um, because there are a lot of industries and a lot of people um, who are depending on print them playing for their own livelihood. Um, it's not just about them collecting checks. I know a lot of cynical asses on Twitter like to say it's about them and their checks and what they're getting paid for. It's not just about them. It's about all the people who are in charge of making sure that the bubble is functioning. In addition to all the little production assistants, the video editors, the radio people such as ourselves, there's so many people who are depending upon the NBA specifically, but sports in general for their own livelihood. And given the economic downturn that we were forced to have because of this pandemic, I would like to think that Americans will want to see as many Americans back to work as possible. And that includes the players. So I'm glad that they're doing that as well as pursuing obviously a championship, which will be a very strange championship. Whoever gets crowned. Um, but I'm also am happy to see that they're not going to just 
be satisfied with having some nice words on a court and words on their jersey and then just play basketball as more people, unarmed people of color, are gunned down. I'm glad they stopped. Yeah. I am. I talked about it yesterday, George. I advocated for it yesterday. Let's not be weak in this. This is strong. Now they have a plan. Now they've made some requests known. Now they can go back and play basketball while also keeping a mindful eye on the developments with the Wisconsin legislator. Keep a mindful eye on the developments as it pertains to Congress and whether or not it's going to try to to have a vote for the bill that Congresswoman Bass has presented along with Kamala Harris before she was selected to be the vice president nominee. This is all real talk because as I said, this is life or death. Life, death, man. Uh, Elsie, we we have an update. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. The Dodgers have put out a lineup. Yeah, I saw that. Um, where we it was reported the game was postponed, um, and Clayton Kershaw is on the mound, according to Jorge Castillo of the LA Times. So maybe they are going to play. I don't know. So I, I guess we, you know, maybe the reports were premature. So we will, you know, what we'll do is I will effort the news desk in Bristol and see what they know about this in real time, and we will try to find that out for you. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, this is definitely not what we were <laughs> expecting based on reports earlier today. So uh, I don't know how to feel about that because, again, it, it you know we know the Giants manager was very vocal about not playing today. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, none of this makes sense. I have reached out to um, – the sports editor for the LA Times, who is my boss, as well as Jorge Castillo's boss. Right. Um, I was told that Jorge was not uh, with the team right now. So I don't know um, if he's witnessing this live. I don't know if he is being fed this information. I don't know how, what's happening right here. But you're, you're right. I mean, this is the lineup. And it looks as if, at least in terms of the comments made from his tweet, that they are planning on playing, but it would be really strange if they did. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the Seattle Mariners, by the way, have put out a statement. They have uh, postponed their game. Um, They say that they uh, respect the team's decision not to play tonight. Uh, The Seattle Mariners, by far, are the team with the most African-American players on it, and uh, they have decided not to play. So we will update you on the Dodgers as soon as we know because we don't know at this particular moment. It seems like now – it seems like now they may be playing, or at least there are still, I guess, maybe there are still ongoing discussions, but we will have an update as soon as we can for you and pass that along, certainly. Um, but in regards to the NBA, LZ, so we can have that discussion, and by the way, Mark Spears is going to join us from the bubble at 545, so about 20 minutes from now. But uh, I do think that I do think that the players – understand that there are a number of other things at play here. It was very similar to the conversation we all probably had when Kyrie was suggesting the not playing. And now, look, I think that there was further reporting there about Kyrie and his intentions, Um, particularly Kendrick Perkins was out there on on TV talking about Kyrie's intentions not necessarily being as – 
well thought as one maybe would think. Uh, and again, those were his words. And he was on this station on, I think it was on our show. Greg, was it, did he say that on our show? I don't yeah. remember. Yes, it was. Yeah. Where he said that Kyrie's intentions weren't the, the most well thought out at that particular moment. But um, nonetheless, there is a, a discussion about, well, if you can't cancel the season because that can trigger a lot of different things here, LZ, from an economic standpoint. Not just because the, you know, everyone automatically assumes just the television aspect of this, but yes, that's part of it, but also the owners, right? Um, if a season gets canceled, they can cancel the collective bargaining agreement. And I think that all those are things that people have to weigh as well. And again, it's not to dilute the conversation by any stretch of the imagination, but those are things to factor in when wanting to take a stand and grabbing people's attentions, but also having the intentions of finishing out the season. Because as you've pointed out astutely numerous times, the way to make change in a lot of ways is through finances. Yeah. And, and the finances of the players, the finances of the sponsors and advertisers, the finances of the networks that broadcast the games, and obviously the finances of the ownership group. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, it doesn't appear as if there's a, a groundswell to say they want to cancel the season. So I don't think a CBA conversation necessarily needs to be had as much as the conversation about what do they do next in terms of reentry into the game. You know, we, we've got BLM on the court. We've got the slogans. Um, the Washington Mystics of the WNBA um, all walked out, each representing a letter of Jacob Blake's name. And on the back of each T-shirt are seven bullet holes representing the times that he was shot in the back. Right. So we're, we're talking about sports really hammering home why this boycott is happening and what needs to happen, not just lip service, but total action. And I'm really proud of, of all the athletes who have, who made this decision to not go along with business as usual, because we've tried that. We've been trying that. Brianna Taylor's killers are still out there. They're still innocent right now. That's disturbing. The young man over from Illinois, George, not only shot people and killed people, but he walked by officers. There's video footage of him going by officers with the guns, and he actually went home. He went home. Like, he ran an errand. So I'm glad to see that the players have said, full stop, Let's recalibrate because clearly the George Floyd video alone wasn't enough. Right. Just like the Rodney King video wasn't enough. Just like Emmett Till's open casket from 1955 wasn't enough. LZ, we have some uh, some statements made by the Lakers. Uh, we will have some of that for folks here. We're going to take a two-minute break. We will be back in less than two minutes. We will give you... Uh, what the Lakers are saying about this current situation. And again, if you're just tuning in, uh, I'm sure by now you may know that the 
boycotts of today's games and the postponements of today's games. We do not know what, uh, when these games will be replayed, but the notion is, as we've been discussing in this particular segment, is that there will be games and they will finish out the playoffs. It's just a matter of when the players are currently all meeting, all of them, every team meeting in the bubble as we speak and our reporters are there on the scene. Mark Spears will join us at 545 uh, hopefully uh, he can join us at that point and uh, he will have some information at that particular point on the Lakers, the Clippers, and just the resumption of the NBA. But we'll hear from um, the Lakers. They've put out some statements. We'll have that for you in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN in a unprecedented moment, unprecedented day as it began with the Milwaukee Bucks at 1 o'clock today. Boycotting today's game, followed by the Orlando Magic, who was their opponent. The Rockets and Thunder did as well shortly thereafter. And, of course, the Lakers and Blazers did as well. And speaking of the Lakers, LZ, uh, Jeannie Buss put out a very strong statement today. Uh, She mentioned uh, Jacob Blake and everything that's going on. Here is what she said earlier today. I was excited to see us play and hopefully close out our series tonight. But I stand behind our players today and always. After more than 400 years of cruelty, racism, and injustice, we all need to work together to say enough is enough. Hashtag justice for Jacob Blake. Hashtag we hear you. Uh, Jeannie always at the forefront of those conversations. The Lakers have also put out a statement by Anthony Davis who says we want justice for Jacob Blake. It is unacceptable. We're continuing to talk and try to find justice for him and everyone else who's been a victim. And again, the players are meeting as we speak in Orlando, and our Mark Spears will join us in about 10 minutes or so, and we will chat with him about what those conversations are about and what the expectation is about their next uh, plan of action as a group of players. And again, we're talking about all the players, all the teams are in this meeting together, to my knowledge. And our group of reporters at ESPN are there who are in the bubble uh, awaiting to have some word uh, about what's transpiring in that meeting and perhaps some clarity on when the games will resume. But no surprise, LZ. You know, we talked about Doc earlier and just kind of his statements yesterday in the postgame. But no surprise about Jeannie and the Lakers taking the position that they did as well. And and look, LeBron clearly was very outspoken. Uh, I mean, he doesn't curse that often. Um, on social media, but he certainly did today because he's that fed up. But I thought that the Lakers and the Clippers, both teams here in L.A., have done a, a really nice job of, of really conveying their messages. No, absolutely. And, you know, as you know, I've been in contact with um, members of the Lakers organization as soon as word of the Milwaukee Bucks game being postponed because I was just curious as to not what was going to happen because I assumed they were going to cancel too, but how it was going to happen. Was it going to be an, an announcement? Were they going to tweet something? Like, what was the plan? And now we see that 
uh, the NBA just issued a blanket statement. I'm trying to figure out if the Lakers decided to postpone and then a statement was issued or if the statement was issued and the Lakers didn't come to that decision. I think that process is also um, important. But overall, you have to be proud if you live in Los Angeles and you care about sports, about the way that our teams have been navigating these conversations from some time. To me, starting with the 11 pro sports teams in the Southern California area, pulling together their resources uh, through something they call the Alliance to begin this process. And shout out also to Steve Ballmer, who has been extremely vocal, uh, like Steve Kerr vocal, like Popovich vocal, in terms of the way that he's utilizing his resources to address some of the ills that he sees happening, not just in the state of California, but of course around the country. We are really blessed, George, to have good ownerships now, good leaders as coaches from Coach Land and Sean McVay, good team presidents, um, and obviously superstar players who are willing to lend their voice and their resources to try to make this world a better place. You know, it is really amazing when you think about it, LZ, as you pointed out, when you think about all and, – and these are the moments where you have to kind of highlight this stuff because, look, we spend a lot of time, you and I, right, talking about games. And uh, sometimes we talk about stuff that is really inconsequential in the big picture. Uh, and it's moments like these where you can kind of grasp um, and appreciate the stuff that we have here when it comes to these teams and these organizations. And, you know, you I don't know if you've met him yet, but I, I had a lot of conver- I had a number of conversations, uh, you know, when he first arrived, Martin Jarman, the, the UCLA AD. And and we've all talked to, to you know, Mike Bone and. Mm-hmm. And the USC group, and but you mentioned just the all the teams and organizations that work here, um, here in this particular city and this particular area, do such a great job when it comes to just being human, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and understanding the moment. And I, I I don't think that that stuff gets discussed enough because we get wrapped up in in a lot of things, right? Like you and I yesterday. And by the way, um, we should talk about this for a second too, since we have a, a second before Mark joins us in a, in a few minutes, you know, we, we mentioned Steve Ballmer. You and I talked a lot about Paul George yesterday. Yep. And Paul George, you know, I remember saying yesterday I felt a, a bad for him just because kind of the way things were going for him. And then I ended up feeling way worse for him. I don't know if you felt any worse for him um, after he spoke about uh, his issues that he's been dealing with in the bubble, the anxiety, the depression, just all of it, um, because of all the pressures of everything that's going on uh, inside the basketball world, outside the basketball world, right? There's a lot of things. These people haven't been around their families for six, seven weeks, and we almost kind of take that part for granted. And, you know, when, when you couple that with everything that we've been discussing today, right, like I think that it really puts into context – um, how silly some of the discussions that we have. Now, it's fun and it's entertaining and it's in the context of sports, and I get that, but it really does kind of crystallize what's important and what's not when you're dealing with a situation like we're dealing today, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mental health is such an important aspect of this overall conversation. And while I don't necessarily feel 
more sad for Paul George, and I didn't feel sad for him yesterday. I do appreciate the fact that he at least tried to express some things, and I'm sure quite a few other players are are feeling as well. Um, you know, I just feel like a lot of things are being conflated when it comes to Paul George, so I don't know exactly what to focus in on because he's just got a lot going on, you know, when it comes to him, at least in terms of what's been reported. But I am glad that he has reminded people in his own way about the importance of being, you know, mentally fit and making sure that there's time for self-care because it can be quite traumatizing um, to be exposing yourself to these videos over and over again of seeing people who look like you being slaughtered in the streets with impunity and, you know, making sure that you take time to honor your feelings about that and not just try to squash them because you think, you know, I'm a man and that this is what I'm supposed to do. That's not healthy. You know, it's not healthy to carry that weight like that. There's a reason why women live longer than men based upon the statistics, you know, and it's like, and part of that has to do with men in men's inability to emote in a healthy way, mm-hmm. you know, to get that stuff out. And so I'm, I'm happy that Paul George did that. And hopefully other people will take time to talk about that part of it too, because I don't agree with, you know, what Charles Barkley sort of said, which was that he was kind of complaining. I don't necessarily think talking about what's impacting your mental health is complaining. I think it's sharing. Uh, I agree. It is not. It is not complaining. I would agree. And I think that the the man part of it, LZ, is really interesting because we do do that. We do that. We we talk about that as and and there's less of that now, right? Where we understand it better now. But you and I, you know, are not that far apart in age. And in our era, it was. Oh, man, stop making excuses, man. Just put your head down and go and do your job. Do whatever you got to do. You know what I mean? And it, there was no self-care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like that that stuff didn't exist, especially for men. Right. right. Exactly. But, you know, we, we had Tanya on from the L.A. Times, Tanya Ganguly on yesterday from the L.A. Times. And one of the questions I asked her was about whether or not there was something in place in the bubble for mental health. And thankfully, she said there was, that there were therapists included in the bubble so that if people needed to go and talk to someone about things that they're experiencing, that that was available to them. And that's a long way from where we were in sports when Ricky Williams was talking about this issue not too long ago. Mm -hmm. I was there for that, so I'm very familiar with with that, you know. Um, But, yeah, it is is certainly um, something to, to take in today as we are kind of taking account for all the things um, that are going on in the world, and, and I just didn't—I I just felt like we'd be remiss if, if I didn't at least bring up Paul George and his willingness to share. Um, and I know what people are going to be like. Oh, blah, blah. I know there's plenty of people yelling that at their radio right now, but I'm telling you, man, I—I've been there. Okay, I have have suffered from anxiety in the past, um, not that long ago. Okay, I—I—I I, I have. <laughs> I had a panic attack because one of my closest friends has and continues to be on a ventilator, um, you know, dealing with COVID, and it has been over two weeks. And I've been talking to his wife every day, try to keep her in the right frame of mind. And like things happen in life, and sometimes you deal with it, 
and you you try you know it's not always easy you know and, and I think that we we got to be better about that kind of stuff to your overall point LZ uh, we will talk to Mark Spears because the players are allegedly meeting in the bubble all the teams they will be trying to figure out what to do next Mark Spears of the undefeated ESPN NBA insider as well will join us in about two minutes and we will get his thoughts on what's transpired today and what to expect next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. We have been discussing the stoppage of play, the boycott in the bubble in Orlando and the subsequent boycotts around sports. Mark Spears of the Undefeated, great columnist of the Undefeated, NBA insider, joins us now, friend of the program, and he has been all over this story for us in the bubble at ESPN. Mark, I guess my question to you is, how did you fe- how did you feel um, this was bubbling over the last 24 hours? Because I know you've been there, you've been reporting on stuff. How, how, when did you get the sense that this was going to happen today? Um, this morning, um, just going to Celtics, I mean, going to Raptors practice and, uh, source told me that the Raptors and the Celtics had met last night and they were considering not playing. Um, actually I was told that they were leaning to playing, but they had talked about it and that they were going to meet again tonight. And so when that took place, I'm sure the Bucks quietly were like, yo, we, we can't let down you know, be the people that stand up for our stakes, you know, and I'm sure they went back, um, you know, and, and, and I was told by one of the players that, you know, around lunchtime that they expected to play. So all that must have changed uh, in the middle of the afternoon because, you know, they made that decision and them being from Wisconsin, I'm glad they're the team that did it. Uh, I'm glad that the you know the timing just worked out as such as it was their game because if the Bucks didn't you know sit and other teams did, I think it just looked bad. So uh, I guess from a storybook optic, the Milwaukee Bucks being the one that forced us. Now I mean, people giving the, the Magic credit for for the Magic for for going along with it. The Magic had no choice. You can't. Not you can't play basketball against somebody that's not there. So we, and I'm not patting the magic on the back. This is a Milwaukee Bucks thing. Um, certainly, um, uh, George Hill, Sterling Brown, for obvious reasons, were in the front of it. Um, Giannis didn't say anything, even though he's the MVP candidate. He started the team. He didn't say anything, and he was definitely to the far right when they were talking. But he was there. So you got to give him credit for that. Um, and uh, But I'm glad it's the Bucks that were, were in front of it. And uh, perhaps it was the possibility of the Celtics and um, Celtics and Raptors doing it that sparked them to, to do it themselves. 
Um, Spears, I think you and I are on the same page in the sense that we felt that during the Donald Sterling saga, the demonstration of the Clippers was relatively weak in comparison to the infractions that they were facing. Um, yeah. This is obviously a very different response to uh, social injustice and racism. What do you think has been the biggest contributor that has led the NBA specifically from players throwing warm-up jackets on the floor to a stronger move like what we're seeing today? Mm, I think the pot has boiled over. You know what I mean? It's boiled over, and thanks to technology, we're seeing more and more things. Now, I I don't know if this is in Los Angeles, but it's certainly the case in the Bay Area. Um, Most of the, uh, you know, the cops have have cameras on their vest, which has changed the game in the Bay. Mm-hmm. So when something happens, okay, you know, we're like, all right, when are you going to show us the tape? Such was the case with Masai Ujiri. So I think what happened with Masai kind of started, you know, turned the heat on. Then what happened on Sunday, like got it bowling, and then went to a, a fever pitch um, in terms of heat when you saw the video last night of the man walking down the street killing two people, walked by the cops, and nothing happened to them. So uh, I think all those images, which even though the Donald Sterling thing wasn't that long ago, um, there was and, and there was an audio of it, 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 it was a racism that I've, is different than a murder. You get what I'm saying? Um, it's getting different than somebody getting shot in the back. And I think uh, the players also resonated with the fact that a lot of my father's their families are quarantining right now here um, to to come in if they make it to the second round, as they have, and they could, I mean, when they do, and, and they could come in on on Monday. So, like, I, t- I talked to Fred Van Vliet of, of, about seeing your kids on Monday after you just saw a man get shot in front of your kid. Fred Van Vliet's father also got murdered when he was five years old. So it resonates on him on, on a lot of different levels resonates with these guys who are fathers here on a lot of different levels. It resonates to them as a black man. So I think all those things just, man, it just boiled over and, and it was just too much, man. It was too much. And I think they felt like they were dancing for coins and and then that didn't feel good. Mark Spears with us here of the undefeated great columnist and of course, NBA insider. Mark, we know the players were meeting today. Um, what do we know about those conversations? No, I think they just, you know, they they are going on as we speak. I wish I could be a, you know, what's what's that a superhero? Fly on the wall, Ant Man or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I wish I could be Ant Man and, and and go over there right now and listen in. <laughs> and I'm sure it's very emotional. Um, I'm sure, Michelle Roberts, the executive director of the Players Association, is is in there up in the front, and Chris Paul's in the front, and wouldn't be surprised if a LeBron is in the front too. Um, but you got to remember, like, if they cancel the season, the, the, the collective bargaining agreement and, a, and during a pandemic comes to an end. One thing I think that perhaps the players don't realize is I do really believe that their their platform is being used in, like, like it makes them stronger in a bubble. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll listen to LeBron. We know what LeBron is like. You know, LeBron could just say, I'm on the corner of uh, – 
you know, Pico and La Brea, and, and it'll be a flock of people listening to him. But are they going to go listen to Dion Waiters? You know, if Dion Waiters says something here, people are going to listen, and they may hear, hear what he has to say worldwide in the same way George Hill has been in the front, front of this and Fred Van Vliet has been in the front of this. So I do think there's some power here and now some power with with boycotting, even if it's a couple games that could lead to even more change that they already have. But if you if you think that these guys um, playing basketball is going to save the world, that's that's one of the most ridiculous thoughts ever. Maybe there's too much evil out there that we can't solve overnight. Voting could change a lot of things, but I, I think if they they feel like this, people are getting shot because they're not kneeling hard enough or yelling hard enough. That That's too much weight for them to bear. They can't change evil. Well, real quick, Woj just tweeted while we were talking, and uh, we're, we're let, he's getting all the scoops while you're talking to us, so we appreciate you talking to us. He says that so far the speakers in the meeting tonight, uh, Chris Paul, NBA Players Association president, uh, NBA Players Association president, VP Andre Godala, Kyle Korver, and Clippers coach Doc Rivers. Uh, I don't think any surprise by any of those names that he threw out there. Like I said, I wish I was that man. <laughs> Maybe Woj is, clearly. Somebody's got that damn somehow one day, man. Maybe they'll talk to me. But, yeah, man. And, and, and one thing I'll say, I'm glad Doc's there. Because he, he is a good voice of reason, you know. Michelle Roberts is a good voice of reason. Chris Paul is. So, I don't think... There'll be emotion, but there's going to be some real talk in there too. And you know, um, I, I, I think there's going to be uh, the needed compromise, whatever they decide to do. Mark, I asked this question of Keyshawn not too long ago, and I'll put, and I'll pose it to you. Um, Today marks the four-year anniversary of Kaepernick beginning his protest. And even though Roger Goodell has since said that he wished he had listened to him earlier, I'm just curious from your perspective, if he had listened to Kaepernick four years ago, if the NFL had thrown his weight behind this subject four years ago, do uh, you think we would still be here today? Ago, he would have got kicked out as commissioner because all them racist-ass owners that, that run that league wouldn't allow him to do that. We gotta always remember that these these uh, commissioners work for the owners, so he wouldn't have a job. And I'm not saying I'm a fan of his, but when you see things like what Jerry Jones is saying, well, let's have a compromise on this dealing. That tells you what you need to know about the NFL. So, I, I, it's, it's nice he he says that after the fact. Cool, that sounds good, but. It hasn't changed. It ain't going to change all the pain that came in between it. Mark Spears with us here, the undefeated, great columnist, and, of course, NBA insider. Last one for you because I know you got to run, and we appreciate your time. What is the sense about an eventual resumption of the season? Do you believe that the players will eventually resume playing their sport? Man, that's a hell of a question. I could very well be on a plane home on Saturday, man. I don't know. I, I'm I'm being completely honest, man. I love okay. you both. Y'all my brothers. So, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I have no clue what, what these guys are going to do. But whatever they decide, I respect it. Fair enough. Mark Spears of the Undefeated. Follow his work, of course, there and on Twitter as well. You're the best, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you.
All right, man. See y'all soon. Thanks, Spears. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, LZ, you and I um, will be talking to Richard Jefferson in a few minutes. Richard Jefferson obviously played in the NBA for a long time, was a champion, played with LeBron in Cleveland. I would imagine that he uh, has plenty of thoughts on just the overall situation that we're dealing with and probably some insight on just kind of LeBron's mindset as someone who was so close to him and is still close to him, uh, very much so, and communicates with him on a regular basis about just kind of his mindset and state of mind in general about uh, social justice and racial injustice and all these things. So we'll talk to Richard Jefferson, get his thoughts on what he would do uh, in this particular situation as someone, as you would know, LZ, right? He was very vocal, uh, even as a player. No surprise that he became uh, a broadcaster later on. No, no, I mean, I know Richard for, for a minute. And uh, he's all. I've always used him for projects we did at ESPN when I was the uh, NBA editor for the magazine. And he was always just, you always knew that this was going to be his next career. Like you knew, you know, even before he, you know, had that great season where I think he was even named an all-star but couldn't play because he was an injury. Uh, you knew when he was a rookie and a sophomore that he was going to be excellent in this space. And he has been. Yeah, he has been tremendous. And I always love talking to him. Uh, I get the chance to talk to him very uh, a lot on the jump. And uh, he will be joining us in about two minutes. Uh, real quick on the Dodgers. So it looks like the game is canceled. I've been watching the Dodgers channel, Sportsnet LA, and they have a lower third. For those of you not in the business, the lower third is the uh, graphic at the bottom. It says tonight's game has been canceled, and it says multiple reports. So, LZ, it does seem like maybe that Dodgers lineup was one of those auto-generated tweets. You know what I mean? Like a scheduled tweet. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yep. that th they will not be playing tonight. Yep, they are picking up the bases. It is over. I'm watching it right now. Uh, the Giants and Dodgers will not be playing tonight. Also, LZ, the LAFC has tweeted out they will not be playing their match tonight, and they support their players and stand in solidarity with the black community. Hashtag justice for Jacob Blake. So no sports tonight for the LA teams. We will talk to Richard Jefferson on Sedano and LZ in 60 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Mark Spears for joining us. In about a minute or so, Richard Jefferson, NBA champion, will join us here in just a few moments to discuss what's going on. And what you need to know is very simple, LZ, that sports is being postponed and it began with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks had decided earlier today at about 1 o'clock Pacific time to boycott their game in light of what's transpired in Kenosha, Wisconsin with Jacob Blake, it basically in their backyard within an hour of where they play their games. And then all the other teams decided to boycott as well. The games have been postponed. The players, as you just heard Mark Spears say, are in a meeting at the moment and figuring out what to discuss. We've heard that Doc Rivers has spoken, that Chris Paul has spoken, Andre Godala, Kyle Korver, among the players and coaches who have spoken up in this meeting with all the different 
people involved in the NBA bubble uh, participating in this particular meeting. The Dodgers have also canceled their game tonight. That is done. They picked up the bases. It is official and in the books. And again, also the LAFC. LZ, quickly before we get to Richard, who's on the line, just kind of your thoughts on – we've talked a lot about the NBA, and we will do that with Richard, but just your thoughts on the Major League Baseball teams and MLS and other teams that have decided to postpone and boycott their games as well. Well, I I, want to give credit where credit is due. And as far as I can tell, this really started yesterday with the Detroit Lions. And I'm not just saying that because I'm from Detroit, but – Remember, they canceled their practice. The entire team decided to cancel practice, and they had three or four players address the media talking about the incidents that happened in Wisconsin, and that was yesterday. So, um, you know, this has been a slow-moving train in some ways. You know, started with one NFL team's practice, but then I think what really set things off, George, was the video of the young man with the gun shooting people in the street, walking by officers who did nothing, and he went home as if he was just running errands. So I I think when you look at it, that through line from the Detroit Lions canceling practice to talk about it, to the protests that led to more riots and, and looting, to that young man taking upon himself to shoot and kill people in the streets of Kenosha, and not be apprehended by police officers, but able to go home and spend a good night's rest. I think all those things need to be added into what we're talking about in terms of how sports has responded. Uh, I agree, LZ. I don't think there's any doubt. Let's talk to Richard Jefferson again. That's what you need to know. Um, Richard Jefferson, NBA champion. You can catch him on the jump and on our NBA coverage here on ESPN. Hey, man, thanks for hanging out with us and taking the time to talk to us for a little bit. So, what were your just kind of your thoughts in real time as all this stuff was unfolding earlier today with the Milwaukee Bucks, an organization that you played for? Um, what do you what what did you what did you make of all of this happening in real time and how quickly it all came together? Well, you know, uh, l- l- let me first because I was listening in on on the call uh, uh, and and LZ. You know, it's not about taking credit. It's not about any of this stuff. But there's a big difference between canceling practice and canceling a, a postseason game, right? Like that, like that. That is; those are two very, very different. Um, you know, there's there's a lev- there's levels to all of this. And, and yes, where the players probably not in the space to mentally practice, and and and, and they sent players home in, in Detroit. Yes, but for all of these players, especially in Milwaukee, who you know started this from a standpoint of like, no, we're not going to play in a postseason game. But that is, that, that is, is very, very intense uh, for, for guys to stand up. And I, I felt like I was very similar in, in our circle and our family and our group that once you saw the first domino fall, you're like, oh, well, there's, probably, there's not going to be games today. And lo and behold, minutes after 30 minutes after, 45 minutes after, you just start to see it. And then not only that, then you start to see, you know, baseball teams not playing. And you start to see domino effects there. And, you know, it it was to see the sports world united, to see baseball, to see football canceling practice, to see basketball players canceling postseason games. Like, it's just such a strong united message 
right? And he is, you know, you know, LD was right. 1,000%. This was, if we're looking at all the pots that go into to, to making the stew, yes, the, the murder, but then to also to see an individual walking around on the streets, that's what we woke up to. We woke up to seeing the, you know, this, this individual, you know, out with an AR-15 or whatever type of assault rifle. And, you know, there's tons and tons and tons of video of, of and a lot of these things were being live streamed. So, like, these things were out there very, very quickly, and an individual is able to just, you know, walk by law enforcement, get in their car. And, and don't forget Sterling Brown, who um, was wrongfully arrested for double parking outside of a CVS to run and go get something. That's fine. You're, you're, you're double parked. Give the man a ticket. Let him go along his way. But all of a sudden, he's arrested and loses in the in the uh, Milwaukee uh, Police Department lose a lawsuit. He's on the team that is now fighting for justice. He is like that's why there were players that said they didn't want a name on the back of the jersey because without this jersey, if I'm just walking down the street, I'm just another black man. And there is no like that. That's not even just like a theoretical statement that has been actualized with a player in the NBA on the Milwaukee Bucks right now in Sterling Brown. Like, just like think about how that messes with the psyche of individuals and to tell somebody to, you know, to focus on basketball, our sports, and this is, like, this is not politics. This is, this is a matter of life and death. Um, Richard, I definitely hear you, um, and I guess I should have elaborated and be, and be more clearly. I wasn't trying to compare the cancellations but the reason why I keep bringing up the Detroit Lions is because Ahmad Aubrey's cousin plays for Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. And Ahmad Aubrey was the young man, for the listeners who may not remember, who was jogging in, in Brunswick, Georgia, and was hunted and gunned down. And when you look at the timeline, the video of Ahmad Aubrey was, you know, pre-George Floyd. So it was a yes. slow, slow and steady buildup to that. So that's the reason why... I brought the Lions canceling practice was because they had a player who was directly impacted by really an assassination that kind of started this entire summer of racial reconciliation. And, and, and it, it was, that's a, that's a very, very good point. That's a, that's a great point, you know, because the Ahmad Arbery, that thing, the, the, it took weeks and months for them to, to apprehend the individuals. And then when the videos came out is then when they enacted because of public outrage, that video was in the hands of the police department for weeks, if not months prior to that. And it wasn't until it got released in the public that action started to happen. Yep. And so that, that, you know, yes, like George Floyd, his, his name will always be at the top of the list, but you are 1000% correct saying that the Aubrey, uh, you know, hunting down and it wasn't the police officer, um, but it, it, it was just, you know, uh, the, the lack of respect for, for individuals and then how the law enforcement handled that process. It was l- literally just a pressure cooker and on top of all the things that are going on in this country with COVID and the economy and people losing jobs and people really, really struggling. Richard Jefferson joining us here, 17-year vet in the NBA, NBA champion in Cleveland in 2016 with us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Richard, there's a meeting going on right now in Orlando with all the teams, and they're discussing 
what's next? What's the plan of action? If you were involved in that conversation right now as it's going on, what would you want to stress at the moment? Well, I actually sent a text to, you know, I'm on a couple of group chains with former teammates, and I sent a text saying how proud I was of them, how much I respect their decision, and people always ask me, oh, do you miss playing basketball? And I was like, no, I don't. I played enough basketball. I've done, I missed the postseason, stuff like that. But the message that I told them was, this is one of the few times I wish I was still playing basketball so I could stand on that line with you guys. And they want to play. They're not, they're, they didn't take themselves away from their families for months and weeks in quarantine for days solo. Like you heard Paul George talk about, you know, having the bubble and a little bit of a depression and some anxiety from just being isolated, how that didn't have that affected him. And, you know, these guys want to play. And, and so I, I believe they will play. I think this is just an opportunity to, to send a message. It's like, oh, no, if this continues to happen, we, will, we are prepared to not only boycott, but just to go home. Because that's what sports, they were convinced and they were told. And part of the message, and this is why I have so much respect for them, part of the message wasn't just they're only playing before, to, to fight social injustice or, or police brutality. Part of their message was to come back and play to help heal the country, to help, to, help, to help calm things down in the country, to give people a sense of normalcy. So like, that's what's being sold to them to come in this bubble. It's like, yo, you guys can help heal the country. How great would it be to see you know, a group of individuals come together and be one of the first sports, be the one that got it right, and, be, be, and by getting it right, they had to sacrifice the most because nobody else is doing a bubble outside, you know, MLS, WNBA. But the people inside the, the NBA, everyone, those people are the ones sacrificing the most because they are in a bubble quarantine from everybody for weeks and months. And so when that message of, hey, come heal this country, come give people entertainment, they need you, it'll make this a better place. And then when they start to do it, and there's an agreement made about how they're going to, you know, respect the flag or how they're going to, you know, treat, um, treat the national anthem. When, when all these things are all worked out and everyone comes at like what they want to do, and then they get in there and things are still going on, that's, that's going to cause a problem. And hopefully it's a message to everyone in the country that, you know, these guys are prepared to just not play.